My voice, of course, is going to, <laughs> should we say in English, leaves much to be desired, and that I am, I've had a Simchus I guess. As Simchus goes by, it takes a toll on everybody. Baruch Hashem is only be for good things. Interesting. Point. In the wonderful Pasha of Voracious, the first Pasha of the Terah, the first Chumash. We all know of the story, the creation, and most importantly, creation of the man, other Marishan. And for the reasons stated in the Torah, the Almighty created the woman as well. The snake, as everybody knows him, the snake in the grass came along and coerced other Marishan to do a sin, to eat from the Eitz Hadas, to eat from the forbidden tree which the Almighty had commanded not to. And the Torah tells us that the woman had taken the woman saw that the fruit was good to be eaten and so she fed it to her husband as well. Let that suffice let that be enough. Terah says no. Terah tells us Vayichal. And he ate it. And he ate. Why? Why disgrace the man as such? It would suffice if the Terah would just tell us that he was punished for listening to his wife. Let us deduce that he ate. That was why he listened to his wife. And therefore, for that he was punished. By the way, my, that's my computer. Someone knocked it off before and the uh, hard drive crashed. My computer? They knocked it onto the floor. It's my wife's. They knocked it onto the floor my hard drive crashed. Make sense? No. It's there.
Why say that he ate it? Why specify specifically that he actually did that sin? You know, my friends, we sometimes say religion is a nice thing, interesting thing. Let me pick and choose what I want to keep. Why do I have to do it fully? Why do I have to do it 100%? I'll do what I feel I'm comfortable with. I'll do what I feel is good enough for me. And the truth is, Almighty God, why do I say that? Because it's your fault. It's your fault you gave us 613 commandments. 613 commandments. It's exaggerated. How do you expect us to think of doing such a thing? Says the Almighty God, if you had less than 613, you would be able to keep those properly? And the person says, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm only holding back because I'm so restricted and I have so many things. And you want me to be so religious. I'd like to be more modern. Says the Abishta, says the Almighty God. Adam Arishain, the first person, was in Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden. He had exactly one commandment. The one commandment was, do not eat from the forbidden tree. And you know what? The Yetzirah came along, and the Yetzirah coerced him. And the Yetzirah convinced him to not keep that one solitary mitzvah. And the Torah drives that message home by telling us Vayechal that he ate, teaching us that that one mitzvah, if the Yitzhahara wants to take it away from us, he'll succeed at that as well. We can't be so proud and brazen to say, if it was, if I only have fifteen mitzvahs, I'll be able to keep them. If I can be modern, I'll be able to be good. I don't want to be totally, totally from, totally Hasidish. It's too much for me. There were two people. Marshall has given two people. Were carrying a sack on their shoulder. And they were walking up a very, very steep mountain. Each one sack weighed 100 pounds. But one of them was walking very, very happily. 
joyfully practically singing with the weight of the hundred pounds on his back. And the other was a broken man, barely step by step making his way. And so obviously, side by side, the contrast was great. Ironically, a man came over to the very happy man. He said, can I add a few more pounds of what you're carrying into your bag? He said, sure, my pleasure. And he went to the sad man and said, can I add a few more pounds of what you're carrying? He says, no way, not even another ounce will I take. And they reached to the top of the mountain and they put down their sacks. The happy man empties a sack of beautiful diamonds, jewels, priceless, priceless emeralds, emeralds, rubies, etc. While the other sad man empties a sack of stones. We are all given that sack. We are all given the mission to carry that sack up the hill. The hill being the obstacles before us that try to restrain us from doing mitzvahs, from learning Torah. The obstacles that are not allowing us to be the best that we can the frumest that we can, to the level of Hasidish. However, if we realize that this Torah that we are carrying, our gems, our jewels, our diamonds, our precious stones, the weight is almost weightless. The joy of carrying it is tremendous. Because we know when we arrive at our final destination, we'll be extremely, extremely wealthy. Because we have done all our mitzvahs, lifnim hadin, more than just the din wants us to do. We did not do it in a modern fashion. We did not cut corners in any which way or form. We were a man, we kept every one of the mitzvahs that we were obligated to. We only had to keep certain parts of our beard without cutting them. We kept the entire beard. We only have to wear one single yarmulke on our head. We kept a double layer. And so forth, so on and so forth. Whether it comes to tefillin, or tzitzis, or tzedakah, or any other mitzvah, we sought to do it 110%. 100 was not good enough. Because we knew, I think so. How great is the one that comes here with his Talmud in his hand. That is the cry out, the voice that calls out in Gan Eden. After 120 years, when a person arrives, the Neshama arrives, in the world to come, they hear the cry, how good is it for the person that arrives here with their Torah and their mitzvahs.
Naftali Rapshitz, known as the Rapshitz Rebbe, would get up early in the morning, go to the mikveh, prepare himself, and daven bislavas. He'd come running home and put down his talus and fill and would not eat. He would go around to the entire town collecting money. He would come home and there would be a line of poor, devastated people and he would distribute the money he had just collected. Only then would he sit down and wash for his meal and eat. One day, the Rapshitsa, the Hedeke Rapshitsa, went to did his collections, distributed his collections, took the towel and the keli in his hand to wash, and he heard the door creak. How odd. Who's there? And sheepishly, a poor man stuck his head in. I said, but Rebbe, I have nothing to eat. And again, after the Rapshit said, one minute, he put down his kli and his towel, and he ran around again the entire town, collecting. He was berated, belittled, screamed at, humiliated, Almost punched. Again you're coming, what do you have nothing to do except for knock my door down? Is there nothing better in your life but to come and torture me and take my money? Do you ever open another door and ask them? People were fuming. They gave him a cup kiss. He arrived home with a smile on his face able to help this fellow Jew. As he was ready to wash, another person standing boldly and brazenly behind him walked through the door and went, Ahem! I, uh, no, it looks like I'm late. Let me just tell you my story. And the man began to say how his wife was about to die, God forbid. His daughter needed to get married and he had nothing to do it. And even worse, yesterday he begins to burst out crying. Yesterday, he says, my house collapsed. The Hedekarishna immediately put down his kvart and ran again to make his rounds. Something very strange happened. As he arrived in the first house, it's disgusting. You, they're bad. He arrived in the first house. The man said to him, "Rebbe, give me a cup, please. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I only gave you a ruble last time on the second time around, and I belittled you and I said such disgusting things to you. Rebbe, Rebbe, please forgive me. You're such a holy Jew, and I know you only do this to help these people. Please." Take this ten rubble. 
So he took the tenable. took the tenable and he went to the next house and to the next and the third and everybody became so generous and they were so happy and so open and so glad to give money and the Rapshasa came home he walked in and he says to the man here's your money but tell me my brother be honest with me you lied to me, didn't you? He says, what? Did you lie to me? He says, well, not exactly. But, you see, the wife is pregnant. She's due to give birth soon. And you know the Gemara says that a person, a woman, When a woman is about to give birth, she's in danger. She could, God forbid, die from it. Thank you. So, I'm not really lying. Aha, I hear you. He says, what about your daughter? My daughter, he says, is five years old. But why? Huh? Is it the hard drive? I get it for free. Someone to install? The guy who gives me a computer, do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is giving me another computer. But why wait until later? I want to make sure now. And so, again, the Rapshasa said to him, And did your house fall apart? He says, Well, there was a rocking chair that I found in the garbage recently. And it fell apart, and it feels like my whole house came in because I enjoyed it so much. So, but tell me, he says, How did you know I lied? He said, Because I'll tell you the truth. When I go to collect money, it's never easy. The ones that have don't want to part with their money. The ones that don't have, don't have what to give me. 
And I went a second time today for another person, and it was even worse. When I went around for you now, it was so beautiful and so easy. I knew there must be something here that's not the right thing. <coughs> this Shabbos is called Shabbos Bereshis. We have Shabbosim that are referred to by the Parsha, sometimes the name of the Parsha, and we have Shabbosim that are referred to by sometimes the name of the Haftorah. This Shabbos is called Shabbos Bereshis. And there's a saying that is said by Chesidim for generations. The way we establish ourselves on Shabbos Bereshis, we establish ourselves for the whole year. That's why I have a feeling this Shabbos at Ram Parkway is going to be closed. Yeah, this Shabbos. Oh. Yeah. And we're going to stay here for Shabbos. It's going to be the Shabbos of the year. This one has two days to, um, to help it out. To what? To what? You're going to surprise me. This was supposed to give me a ticket to the game. When's the game? What the Yaakov the Yaakov games? <laughs> the Yankos. Oh the Yankos. The Yankos. <laughs> uh-huh. So if you get if you get a ticket tomorrow you'll be here for Shabbos? Yeah, full Shabbos everything. Hmm. I told him that last week. And he's doing it on his nose. Call him right now. And get to work. He knows. Anyway, Shabbos Bereishis. Shabbos Bereshis is a Hemshech, the continuation of the holidays of Chedesh Tishrei. The month in general and Shmini Atzeres of Chastera in itself. The previous Labavitch Rebbe wrote in a letter on the day after Yom Kippur. Yes, asfu kulam yachtov bimeya simcha. Shmini atzeres v'simchestera. All of you should gather on these days of happiness. Shmini atzeres and simchestera. He then goes down. And then, okein ha-shlom ha-veteisus er kitev b'shabes b'reishus ha-balein ha-teva. And as a supplement, and in addition to the er, to the lights of kitev, 
the days of Simcha of Shabbos Bereishis, Habaleinu the Teva that comes upon us in good. Which means to say Shabbos Bereishis is the Hashloma and Teisvis Er Kitev. The completion and the adding of light of Kitev to the days of happiness and joy that preceded what is Hashlama and Teisvis? What is the completion and adding? Hashlama is to complete and to make up anything we haven't done yet. Anything that was not yet totally, totally completed, we have to make up. And tesis means even if we did everything the way it had to be done, you still have to add more. What is the addition of air of light? The addition has to be in the concept of light. What is the concept of ki tev? That the addition of the light has to be in a highest level. A er, not just a light, but an er of ki tev. The elevated. The Pasik tells us that the air that was created on the first day, <laughs> when the light was created on the first day, that was a day that the Almighty was the only one in the world. And it's that light that we have to add to. No, they might be eliminated. Okay. <laughs> we can't. There's one one, no? Oh, so yeah, Friday they might Friday. be. Out. I mean, I'll do Friday. Then next Shabbos, I'll, I'll keep Shabbos. <laughs> no, Shabbos Bereishis. The whole idea is this Shabbos is Shabbos Bereishis. All right, well, do your magic. I don't care even in the elevator. My friend already knows. He just, I need just need to get in. Stand next to the garbage can. I don't want. Okay, don't want. Come on, give me something I can teach tomorrow. I can't read anymore. Don't we? Just guess. <laughs> the Aveda, the service that we have in the Golos, <coughs> is a light that is hidden. Huh? Also, 
It says Bereshis Bara Lekim It's a Shemayim V'Yesaretz In the beginning The Almighty created the heaven and the earth Stay seated When the Almighty created the world and the person He gave the person the capacity gave the person the capacity to fix the creation. As the Torah tells us, The Spirit of the Almighty was sweeping above the water. What is the Spirit? This is the Ruach Shal Mashiach. which is what makes the world of creation one and its own. Mashiach itself is the ultimate completion in a person, in a type of person. Mashiach himself is higher than other Marishim. By Mashiach it says, Hine yaskal avdi yorim venisa vegevim eid that my servant will be higher and raised above everyone. The word Ma'id is the same letters as the word Adam. Mem Aleph, Dalit, Aleph, Dalit, Mem. But it's the direction in which the word is placed. Adam refers to Tam Vadas. Just reasoning of the way the world is created. But when you make it, the word is mi'oid, much, many. This is what's said about Mashiach. Because Mashiach is higher than what the mind wants and the mind understands. Therefore we find even a svara, an opinion, a thought, that the neshama of Mashiach is higher than the neshama of Adam Arishan. Even Adam Rishon before the sin of Eitz Adas is brought down from the writings of the Arizal. And this is what the Torah is telling us, the Apostolic is telling us, that immediately in the beginning of Bethilas Briya Sa'ilam, the concept of was already missing something. The creation, the way it was, was missing something. When will come the completion by Ruchei Shalom, by the Ruach Ma'achefes, which is Mashiach? And therefore, Vayemelikimi Er Vayhi Er. Er is the light that was created on the first day, the light that the Almighty put in a box. I'm saving this for the days of Mashiach. So even though it's still hidden. It's like owning a box 
of beautiful stones, of beautiful gems. You know you have it. As long as you know you have it, you're satisfied. You're complete. Because you know that ultimately this is going to be yours. How can he reveal this? Through the revelation of Torah. Through what a person reveals from Torah. As it says, Each day the person completes his service that's asked of him that day. Then everything that's hidden will be enlightened to him. But this, as we know, the bringing and the completion of the arrival of Mashiach can only be done actual through Mashiach's nefesh, through actual giving ourselves over. Let us touch a little more towards the Pasha of the week. Pasha's Bereshis begins with the creation. Six days of creation, each thing that was created on a different day. And then the Torah tells us, And the Eivishter finishes, he completes on the seventh day. Every day of the six days it mentions... Eleikim. There are two, there are many different names of the Almighty. Two that we find most commonplace are the name of Hashem, Yudke Vovke, and Eleikim. Hashem is Midas Achesed. Eleikim is Midas Hagivura. Hashem is the kindness. Elikim is the strength. Vayechal Elikim Vayoyim Hashavi. On the day of Shabbos, that's when the full revelation of the Midas Harachimim Vachasodim of Shem Havaya come about. That's when the complete revelation of God's of beauty and kindness comes about. He stops now the concept of Elikim, of Din. The concept of Tzimtzum, of condensation. Shem Elikim, and the Chesed of Shem Hashem, Shem Yudke Vovke, is revealed. Reb Shimon says, Ashi tells us, that does not know his moment, his time. Has to add from weekday to holy. But the Almighty God knows His time and His moments 
Nichnas boy goes into Shabbos kechut hasara, like a thin thread. Benira and it looks kilu kala bayim bayim, and it looks as if it completed on that very day. Question very simple: Why itov and rigov? Why mention time and moments? Would it not be enough to mention either time or moments? Why mention both? The way a person knows about Shabbos, that Shabbos is coming, it could be one of two things. One, through counting the days, the hours, the minutes that go from the last Shabbos until now. I know in five days, <clears throat> 20 whatever hours and X amount of minutes until Friday have gone by I know that now Shabbos begins I count the days another way is by actually feeling the sanctity of Shabbos itself Shabbos has arrived the Jew feels the spirituality of Shabbos We know the story of the Helek The Helek had a pipe that he would smoke always. And the story is told of a person that came to see what the Ruzhina really was. There was a Tkufa. They did not know who to go to after the passing of the Magid. Where they should go to the Ruzhina, to the Altarebbe. They didn't know who to turn to. There was one holy Jew, holy chassid, Isaac Hamala, who traveled to the Ruzhina on a Friday, and he was shocked to see that Shabbos was coming in, getting closer and closer, and the Helik Ruzhina was with his pipe. Suddenly, the Ruzhina threw down the pipe and transformed. His face, his whole essence, his whole existence changed. And Isaac Hamlet said, if I was not standing there, and did not see him before, I would not tell you this is the same guy. I, I can't eat this. I would never believe it's the same person. I only know it's the same person because I was here before he transformed. But the transformation that Shabbos, the incoming of Shabbos caused to the Holy Ruzhina was beyond my understanding and grasp. And therefore, this is one way of accepting Shabbos, knowing that Shabbos came in. This therefore is what Rashi talks about when it says, Itov Uregoyev. Itov, since he knows and feels the time from himself, he knows that Shabbos has come in. 
he knows the spirituality of Shabbos has now settled on him. And we know therefore, Ace Lovedes, Ace Lissachik. Kahelas tells us everyone has its time, everything has its time. The time to be born, the time to laugh, and after 120 years. And therefore, so too is here. Eat of the person spiritually knows when his time is for the Holy Shabbos. Rigov. Since he knows that this comes because of counting of time, therefore the regoyim that the person counts, the moments that he counts, are for the incoming of Shabbos. He completed the work that he had done. It was like a zetz, like the British Sabbath tells us. It came in immediately. Why did the Almighty finish such a way? Why did the Almighty go into the job in such a way? When Rashi tells us a lotion of Nichnas by Kichut why does the Medrash have to tell us that he went in with a bang? Therefore, from here we say that the Almighty wanted to show us how important, how dear, how precious each and every moment is. That the Pu'ula, the actual action of bringing down the Kornas, the entire creation, and immediately comes the Menucha of Shabbos, which teaches us even the Pu'ula Achas, a Pu'ula Teva Achas, a single good deed, and it should be a small deed even, Kichut this Pu'ula is a Makkah it's like a bang with the hammer. And this completes the entire service of the Golas and takes us into the day of Kulei Shabbos and Menucha, referring to only the attains of Mashiach. And therefore the Rambam himself tells us at Psagdin and Tilchus Shuvah, Do one mitzvah, say mitzvah achas, Judge yourself in the entire world for merit. And thereby you will cause for them, for him, himself, and for them a a savior and a help. And then the Pasik tells us Ashabara Alikim Lasais. It should say, what does it mean? The Almighty created and did to do. 
which means to tell us that everything that the Almighty did and created here needed to be fixed, needed a tikkun. So the person begins to think to himself, how could it be requested from me to fix and to elevate everything in the world through my service? Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Almighty created the world the way it is. How am I to come along now and to change, to alter what the Almighty set up and established in His world? And the answer is, Ashabar Alekim Lasais. What the Almighty created, Lasais, to be done. What was to be done? Each and every one of the tikkunim, all the things that the Almighty wants to be rectified. The Tachlis HaKavon, as it's called, of the creation, what is the whole reason the world was created is in order to fix. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Almighty gives strength and capacity to each and every Jew that through his service he can fix what's lacking in the world and bring it to completion. This is therefore what it says, the Shabbat Alikim This is the Eifah Kavona Vatachlis Abdias Elam Kulei. Where is the Kavona and Tachlis of the entire world? Ela Tildeis Hashemayim Varetz Biborom. These are the Tildeis of the heavens and the earth as they were created. The Zayar, the Holy Zayar tells us, Al Tikri Behiboram. Do not read the word as Behiboram as they were created, but rather Be'avroham. The word becomes again transformed to the letters Be'avroham. The Holy Maggid of Mazich explains, Avroham is the symbol of chesed and ava, of kindness and in love. As you know, it says, chesed la'avraham. And the Almighty refers to him as Avraham oyhavai, my beloved. Just like Avraham ataktoin, the Avraham in this world, can you stop it? Not allowed to. The Avram of this world, the same way also Kachyesh Avram Elyon, is an Avram of the world above. The Midah of Chesed and Ava, which is Lamailo, the Midah of Chesed and the love and, ki- and kindness, which is above in the heavens above, are also called Avraham. They, are comba- they come about from the letters of Aleph, Beis, Reish, Heimem. The Alter Rebbe, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, wrote a holy sefer known as the Sefer Tanya Kadisha. Sefer Tanya Kadisha is first, f- the first of the five parts. is called the Kute Amorim. In it we find 53 chapters.
as there are 53 parshas in the Torah, which we'll soon discuss. The second is called Shar HaYichud Ve'amunah. Shar HaYichud Ve'amunah tells us, V'yadaita Yoyim, the Pesach that says, V'yadaita Yoyim V'shavetsa L'vavecho, Ki Hashemu Aleikim, V'shamayim Imal V'oretz Mitachas. And the question becomes, do we think, therefore, that the Almighty is soaking under the ground somewhere? What could this possibly mean? And goes on to explain that in essence, creation Creation of the Almighty's world was done through the letters of the Holy Aleph Base. Each set of letters went through different gates. Each envelope there has a letter downstairs, but some of them got printed without letterheads. Take letterheads from my drawer and go make copies onto the letterheads of those letters. Stationary. Mm-hmm. No, there are stationary letters inside. In my drawer, second drawer. These those those papers. Take them downstairs. The letters are on the printer. Make copies of the letter onto the stationary. The letters, therefore, then get passed through these gates. And each time the letters are passed through the gates, they make a different formation of a different word. Through the formations of the word, this thing is created. If it's an Evan, if it's an Eitz, whatever it might be, a stone, a tree, each thing was created because the letters passed through the gates that Allah, 231 gates, by passing through the gates, they were transformed to different words, and thereby the world was created. So therefore, when it says, Taylor Sashamayim Varet Bihiborom, we say, Atikri Bihiborom Avraham, because this was done through Avraham. How was the world actually created? Because the concept of Avraham Elyon, because the concept of Chesed, that exists up above. And we see in Tehillim, Dabra Melech says, Eilam Chesed Yibonah. The world was built on Chesed. The entire concept of Chesed is what made the world What made the world exist?
Then the Pasik tells us that the story, the warning. Huh? On the left side of the drawer, second drawer, under the envelopes. Plus, it continues and says, "Me call eights hagan eichel teochel." Any cheap fruit you may eat. Now, when I heard this, and it's something from the Vashemtov, Alchaparim is brought down in a sefer called Keser Shemtov, which they attribute to the Vashem Hakadosh. It always shook my boots because I give shiurim and I teach Torah. Eights. Hints to the Eitzes and the Hadrachis and Avedis Hashem. The advice and the the education in the service of God. Gan refers to the Torah. And in Tikkun Zayah it's brought down that Gan is 53, is proposed to 53 parashas of the Torah. Therefore, he says as follows: Mikol eats Hagan Ochel Teochel. Kishat, when you hear, when you let hear words of Teda in public. You have to see to it that the words of Teda are being said are true words service to Hashem. And therefore, Eichel Teachel. From there you can give to eat. But from the Eitz Hadas, if somebody says a Dvar Teira, Someone says a dvarteda that has only seichel and das, only something that he thought of, but not true source from the heart, and it's nothing that we can learn from, it's just something off the charts, from that we should not eat. So therefore, we hope and pray that always that the fruits and the trees that we plant and that we give will be of the proper
source in the proper way. So that everything will be revealed for this Shabbos Bereshis, uh, this Shabbos Bereshis will be taka Shabbos that we put ourselves on our feet in a way that the entire year will benefit from it and the entire year will accomplish with it and the entire year we will grow with it until ultimately we'll be Ruach Merachefes Al Pnei that spirit that the Almighty is holding for us will actually come across the water in Mayim El you didn't find them until we will find the revelation of the Ruach of Mashiach